Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. This week, Denise and I are so excited to bring back our astrologer guest. We're going to introduce her in just a minute. We're going to be talking about all the major planetary influences that are going to be affecting us in the remaining months of 2019. I do want to apologize a moment for my voice. I'm getting over a cold, so if I sound funky between your your ears, I apologize, but hopefully Denise will clean it up in the edit process and <laughs> all will go well. <laughs> well, I would love, love, love to in, well, reintroduce you to our friend Jen Edwards. She's from Thank Goddess, thankgoddess.org here in Maine. We had so much incredible, beautiful feedback from the last time she was on, your, on the show. And from my own aside, astrology has always been a little hard for me to follow along and you always make it so user-friendly and that was a, a big part of what we got back for feedback from people was oh my gosh i understood what she was saying it was very uplifting so we'd like to welcome jen back and she's going to fill us in on what's coming up for the rest of the year some really exciting things happen planetarily hi jen hi guys thank you so much for having me back it's so always so nice to sit with you guys Oh, we're so excited. Well, you have a lot of optimistic, hopeful, and positive things to share. So let's get the negative yucky out first and start with Mercury retrograde. Oh, my goodness. You know, Mercury is going to be retrograde on the 31st, and it will go all the way until November 20th. But you have to remind yourself that this happens three to four times a year. And it's really uh, looking at the opportunity that it presents is to go back over the things that maybe you overlooked during the rest of the year. I mean, we had some pretty rough transits this summer where reality was there more than whimsy, like we were talking about before. And so when you have a Mercury retrograde, it sort of is bringing back the things that maybe you overlooked or the reason why what you're trying to manifest is not occurring. Uh, we will have the the retrograde will be going through Scorpio the entire time it will be staying in that sign. Scorpio rules the eighth house. In astrology, there are 12 houses, and each sign is assigned a house, essentially. And so when we talk about the eighth house, which is ruled by Scorpio, we have to talk about rebirth, transformation, and combining resources. And so when we look at how deep that is, um, it, it ends up stirring up things that maybe we were uncomfortable to look at before, but now we're able to sort of piece together. I love that. That's so optimistic. And I've shared this before, Mercury retrograde, my intuition goes off the chain. I get very, very psychic around Mercury retrogrades and throughout them. And I'm kind of excited because between that and this being the natural time of the year where the veils are thinner. So if anyone is having an upsurgence in their intuition, their precognizance, any of those things, it oftentimes will equate with Mercury retrograde, but also with um, the autumn energies. Oh, and, and you know, right now we're experiencing a stellium. Uh, the definition of a stellium is three to four planets moving through a sign at the same time. That means that all of our attention is in this energy. And so when you have the veils being thin until 50, it's 15 degrees Scorpio, and which will be until about um, November 8th, when you have that kind of planetary action, we are actually open to receiving things that maybe we were blocked to receive before. If we can sit with ourselves, sit with our feelings, and not avoid any pain or any 
any, anything that anything you don't want to feel is going to kind of block out the messages. But if you open yourself to be able to feel everything, then the wisdom that comes from that is almost like a lotus growing in mud. Oh, Scorpio is all about secrets, passion, sexuality. If Mercury is the planet of communication retrograding through Scorpio, does that mean that secrets might come to light or be buried deeper? So when Mercury retrogrades through Scorpio, it's more about bringing to light your true desire rather than making them accustomed to the people that are around you. The 12th house also rules secrets as well. Um, the 8th house would be more of your own sort of shadow side like your shadow side being presented to be able to work through maybe the things that are keeping you out of the vibration of manifesting what you truly desire, your purpose. Um, when we have subconscious things that aren't being addressed, that inner vibration sort of hampers what, what you're trying to attract into your life. So on the outside, you're smiling, you're doing all the right things to be enlightened. But on the inside, deep down in the eighth house of Scorpio, you really aren't because you're not addressing them. So when you have it going backwards, we can look at things like sexuality. We can look at things like your true desires, who you truly are, who you want to be, and the things that you don't share with the world at large. Okay. So a great time for some inner soul work, for some journaling, and for some honest self-reflection in the mirror. Oh yeah. This is, this is absolutely the perfect time for some honest self-reflection. And I'm telling you, by the time Mercury goes direct on the 20th, we'll have a little shadow period on the end. You know, it has to go back over the degrees that it went backwards over. But the growth that will present itself come December is going to be of such magnitude that you probably, if, you, if people do take this time to self-reflect, the changes will be immense. And see, this seems to correlate beautifully. What's been coming up for a lot of people I've been talking with is this, this nudge, this feeling of I have to make the most of my life. I have to step up and to do what I really came here to do. They keep giving me this sign during readings about people stepping, truly stepping into their power, their light, and their purpose. And I found when I see a correlation between readings or that a lot of people that vibrated a similar frequency are having similar lessons come into their life, you just validated that that is also happening on an astrological level as well. Oh, yes. I mean, whenever we have the urgency to stand at attention, it's because we, we aren't living our purpose for whatever reason. It's usually fear-based, not knowing where the money is going to come from, not, not, um, not knowing whether or not what you have to offer will be received, or just simply not even knowing what direction that you need to go in to feel like you are stepping into your purpose. All of it is about taking risks and chances and looking for which doors open and which doors close. It's all about taking the path of least resistance and finding where your joy and bliss are because, you know, in, in astrology, you know, joy and bliss follows you. It's just the vibration it presents. So through one door that seems to close, there's always an energy for another door to open. It's death and rebirth at all times. Wow. That's a really cool way to look at it. So aside from Mercury retrograde in November, what are some other big things coming up that month? So right now we have this huge stellium in Scorpio. So I just want to announce that and it will probably be for the next, uh, well, when the moon's going to move into Sagittarius tomorrow. So 
when when you are airing this this would be um there'll, there'll still be some scorpio energy which is really great but you know as we move into sagittarius it's much lighter so you move from the eighth house to the ninth house the eighth house being um you know really retrospective to the ninth house being spiritual so it's a much lighter vibration than that but as we move into uh, November, we'll have Venus entering Sagittarius, which is really great. It's sort of uplifting, have it move into much lighter energy. Um, it's also about spiritual pursuits, uh, higher education, about foreign travel, um, philosophy, all the things that sort of like light you up. So after you move into, you know, it's, it's kind of like moving towards, you know, what are the things that that interests me that are of a higher meaning. It's a great time to, to sort of explore yourself even during the retrograde period because Venus will be moving into Sag while we are in retrograde. And um, Chiron, interestingly enough, I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. We'll go direct in um, December. So we're kind of skipping ahead, but during this period between now and December with all this, you know, uh, with all this retrograde vibration, Chiron is the wounded healer. So what a perfect opportunity to present itself to really work on the, your, all the soul wounds during this period so we can come out on a lighter page as we get into December. Um, Neptune will also go direct in, in November. Uh, Neptune being retrograde posed sort of uh, a, good, a good plan to kind of put your dreams uh, to work to make a foundation. As it goes back into directness, it's great because a lot of the heaviness that maybe we experienced this summer, kind of all the, the reality cues, maybe not enjoying things so much. Neptune has the air of fancy free. So Neptune is the rose colored glasses. Neptune is the daydreaming. Neptune kind of takes us away from our logical side. It's great when Neptune goes retrograde because we can kind of get our head out of the clouds and maybe put some of those ideas on paper. But we definitely miss it after it's been retrograde for a while because who wants to have all work, work, work? Not us, right? Right. So that will be going direct in November, which I'm pretty excited about. And then we also are going to be having the full moon in Taurus in November. And that full moon in Taurus is going to be 19 degrees. If you look back to what was going on in uh, the beginning of May, uh, the beginning of May was the new moon in Taurus. Every new moon has a corresponding full moon. So it's a six month manifestation period. So whatever goals were set back the first weekend in May, that kind of time frame, you'll start to see the fruits of that appearing now during this, during the full moon time. So, you know, look back to spring, see what was going on, see what you initiated, and then kind of check with yourself, you know, where am I now? Have I, have I attempted any of these goals? Because, you know, the planetary activity will always support you. And so those things will start to show themselves to, to say, hey, look at your accomplishments. Or, hey, maybe you need to relook at this and, and continue. And Jupiter enters Capricorn in December, which is pretty exciting because it's spent an entire year in Sagittarius. Jupiter, of course, rules Sagittarius. So it's really had a wonderful year-long stay there. It loves being its own sign. It's definitely a day. It was definitely a year of opulence, especially if you are a Sagittarius. You might have had the Midas touch, and you still will have the Midas touch. It kind of gives you a little bit of a, of a little boost, which is nice. As it moves into Capricorn, we'll start seeing things directed towards the 10th house, which is what Capricorn rules. The 10th house 
is um, your career and your higher purpose. It's also how others see you. And it could definitely bring into play meeting the right people on your journey. So, you know, with people really looking towards, you know, am I doing something that's soul fulfilling and having sort of squirrely feelings about how do I even attempt to find out what my soul needs? When we have Jupiter moving into Capricorn, it's almost as if the teachers, they appear if this student is ready. So there's some pretty great um, astrological energy that's coming up shortly before the end of the year. And then, of course, we start moving into the eclipses, which are going to be amazing. When you say things like people could meet the right opportunities or individuals to help with their career during this time, if we know that with astrology, can we act on that in different ways? Like, could we, for example, schedule a sit down with our boss to discuss raises during that time? Or would it just be better to do a goal book during that time or do a new moon ritual? Like, what, what do you think are some of the best ways to take that astrological information and apply it to your daily life? Whenever I see a transit that I think would be beneficial for myself personally, after looking at my chart, I find that as long as we are open and don't put any parameters on any energy that is inbound or outbound, that we are putting ourselves on display. If you give yourself enough room to receive, and that's what a lot of us have a hard time with is receiving, you think it's too hard, when really all it is is being open to new ideas. You know, like you were saying, schedule that time with your boss. If you deserve that raise, why not speak your voice? Why not schedule time with your boss? Why not invest in yourself? Why not have, why not show what you're made of? All of that is sort of fear-based. And so when you bring Jupiter into the picture, Jupiter kind of elevates you into another place where you can sort of own your goodnesses. You can sort of own the, um, you, you can own the, the, the things that you have to share with others. And so another way to do that would be to, when you were talking about maybe making a list of all the things you want to accomplish, putting things on paper and saying them out loud is the best way to tell the universe what you want to call in. And if you're at a point where you just frankly do not know what you want other than change, then that's okay too. And as soon as you sort of, as soon as you sort of open up to that thought pattern, all of those changes will start to appear. All of those new pathways will just magically sort of open up. It sounds like a weird sort of thinking, but the path of least resistance towards bliss always, always leads to something bigger. For, for myself, for a lot of people, it seems like this past several months has been a Richter scale. We've talked about that. But also that all of these wonderful I, uh, thoughts, ideas, projects are downloading, but there's no oomph to get them up and running or there's been delays or blocks. So with what you're saying astrologically, does that make sense as far as the dust is going to settle and we'll be able to put some of those plans into fruition? Yes. Well, we had Pluto retrograde for, uh, for the majority of the summer. And we actually, well, we had all of those retrogrades this summer, which, which put, put the brakes on a lot of things. And it was a lot of, there was a lot of sort of letting the wheels grind, maybe having the last straw, knowing, you know, knowing without, without on certain terms, what it is you don't want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we have to have those moments to know exactly what we don't want to, to have the brave, you know, notion to, to move forward. This summer was really hard. There were a lot of lessons this summer. The eclipses that we had this summer 
were were eclipses that were bringing back karmic things from 19 years ago. Every eclipse does that, but for some reason, I felt even with my own clients that lessons were really bringing were really being brought forward. And also with Chiron entering Aries, it, that's a huge generational shift where all of a sudden we're really looking at what our weaknesses are. And that's a really hard thing to look at. And a lot of that came up this summer as we move forward and, and uh, Pluto went direct and then we're going to have Chiron going direct. It's almost like that sort of downshift is now being, you know, into the next year. So it's almost like taking that reflective piece of knowledge, you know, that, that ho hopefully we've, we've, discovered within ourselves and having it go forward come December. Once we get out of this retrograde in Scorpio, you know, there's going to be a lot of energy to move forward. We're going to be on the cusp of a new year, you know, obviously, uh, you know, at the turn of the year out with the old in with the new, there's going to be a lot of momentum, especially in the stars. And, you know, you're always out where you're supposed to be, you know, so comparing yourself to what other people are doing is never going to help in your own process. But astrologically, the, the atmosphere that we have presented to us prior to the end of the year is going to be amazing uh, if you choose to utilize it. It's all in our own time. We've got the new moon in Scorpio, and then we have the full moon coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, so the, the full moon in Taurus, uh, well, first of all, Taurus rules the, the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra. And so... When we talk about full moons, we talk about endings, but prior to the, the moon being full, it's actually in its full manifestation power. So at the moment that it's full, it's then waning, and then we'll be in the releasing cycle again. Things of the heart, uh, the heart of the matter, uh, your true heart's desire, we always think about love, but it could be, you know, what you really want to do, why you're here, maybe getting a little bit deeper into your soul about what makes your heart feel alive. Um, all the lessons that came back from May will start showing up. We've talked about before. It's a great way to sort of reap the harvest. And if you didn't see any results from maybe some manifestation that you started back in May, look at it again and see if maybe that is really what you want to call into your life. That's a very good point. Because sometimes the things that we want just weren't meant for us. Does it also make sense that a lot of people are feeling nudged outside of their comfort zone to do things personally, professionally, uh, emotionally that may not be their default position? Absolutely. I'm going to steal a phrase that you use all the time, Denise, but it's go time. <laughs> who, who wants to wake up and do something that you just don't care about? Right. What kind of existence is that? Can you, it's a lot of people fear about, you know, how, how can I, how can I take care of my family? How can I, maintain my lifestyle how can i how can i not have a sense of lack unless i have to go to this place and punch in for nine hours a lot of people are finding that or hitting that wall when really all it is is about finding simple joys that lead to the next right thing so when you have when you have an astrological influence that's sort of uplifting and kind of you know um you know with especially with like we'll, we'll i'll give an example with jupiter being and getting ready to go into capricorn what if you go in and you decide to take a, a pottery class? Actually, that, that, that's, a little bit, that's a little bit too aggressive. Why don't you just decide to go out with a friend and leave your house, okay? You leave your house and you are out with your friend having coffee and, some, and you are talking about what makes you happy. 
regardless of what other people can hear or think. And someone overhears you talking about maybe astrology. Maybe you're talking about the Jupiter moving into Capricorn. And all of a sudden that person comes over and starts talking to you about things that it ends up being things that, that have to do with something that, that you were talking about the day before. All of a sudden there's this connection and they know somebody who knows somebody. It doesn't have to be quit your job and, you know, don't work for the man and just get outside of your box and enjoy talking about the things that light you up because that's how you find your tribe. They can't, they can't hear you if you don't speak. So on November 19th, we have Mars entering Scorpio. And I always think of Mars and Scorpio as like, I don't know, like if they were two guys sitting at a sports bar eating wings, they'd kind of be competitive frenemies. Is, is I that love accurate? That. Yeah, that it is, it is kind of accurate. But also if you want to, if you want to take it a step farther, it's, it's taking a, a match and adding it to gasoline for your wants and your desires. You know, if you ever, if you ever wanted something, you're going to want it a thousand times more, which is good. Yeah. And I feel like with Mars, isn't that the planet of action? So then that traction Denise was saying we've been missing for months. Does that signal that towards the end of November with Mercury going direct and Mars entering Scorpio, we'll have not only the desire to hit the go time, but we'll also have the the kind of the physical oomph we need. Well, the interesting thing about Mars is that it was the original ruler of Scorpio before they discovered Pluto. And so Mars, Mars represents action. When you have it going through Scorpio, like you said, you do have the desire for change. And it, it, it's a desire that just doesn't quit. And so when you have it moving through there, wherever, wherever that happens to fall in your chart, because when we talk about houses uh, together, we're talking about what the signs rule, but it, it's completely different when we're talking about someone's birth chart, they kind of lay on top of each other. But in general, when you have the planet of action in a sign of action, um, you see a lot of action. So, you know, for to, to move forward with things, even with Mercury retrograde, it's sort of like moving forward with what you truly desire and what you want. Well, now we've talked a lot about careers, but what you're just saying is making me think of relationships. So this might also be a good period to go forward with the intimacy in a relationship or, you know, go out of your comfort zone and say yes to that date. Does that sound about right as well? Oh yeah. You're making, you're making an excellent point. One of the things that Scorpio is known for is for combining resources and transformation and rebirth. I mean, it really has to do with opening yourself up to another person and not worrying about rejection. You know, it, a lot of people will harbor things and keep them to themselves without opening themselves up because they do fear to not be reciprocated. To really honor what you truly desire, regardless of the outcome, will always bring in what you need at the next moment. That sounds exciting and positive. So did we talk about the new moon in Sag? No, we didn't. Um, the new moon in Sagittarius you know, I, Sagittarius season is, I am a Sagittarius. You know, I know there's other Sagittarius is really close to me right now. Um, <laughs> Some might say, yes. Say, but, uh, you know, I always love, I always love December and whenever it rolls in because it's the, it's the, it's the party before we start into baby new year. The two moons that we have in December, the new moon is really going to line us up with the eclipse that we're going to have after Christmas. Um, the new moon is going to happen right after Mercury 
goes direct. So it's almost like initiating what, what we have gone over before with the with Mercury being retrograde. Sagittarius rules the ninth house. It will be also the time where Sagittarius says goodbye to Jupiter and also uh, illuminates the, the illuminates the ninth house of spirituality. So with all this deep work that we're talking about, then the next sort of like gift, the little box from heaven, the little, the little box for Christmas to open up is sort of like the spiritual keys. Once you get through the muck, it's almost like the door to spirituality opens. A, a wonderful time to get out and enjoy the lights, maybe wear something pretty, do something out of your comfort zone, meet new people, socialize, all the introverts' nightmares, you know, just go out and do it because it's Christmas and you'll be surprised at the people that you'll start to be introduced to or you'll start to get to know that maybe you wouldn't have all under all under the Sagittarius moon because of its energy to to create contacts. That sounds like the perfect time to go to all those dreaded and wonderful holiday events. You know, some oh of gosh. them are so fun and others are like we are having an open house pop by between seven and midnight. And you're like, Oh, for the love of God. But what you're saying, (laughs) yeah, it's the season. But what you're saying is go because you could make some important contacts either, you know, for your career or for your love life. Absolutely. Or, you know, or just for your own personal circle. You know, I have found, especially dealing with Chiron and learning, learning about all the, all the things that come with it. I never would have found my tribe if, if I didn't, if I didn't, you know, act in my authentic self. And so that, that means going out and talking about astrology and manifesting with, with the moon and all the things that make me the wonderful, weird Jennifer that I am, you know, but all of a sudden, because, because I'm out doing those things, all of a sudden, these wonderful women started showing up that wanted community and wanted to understand and, and had gifts to share with me. And so, you know, the only way to, to do that is, is to use your voice and to be authentic and to be out of your house. <laughs> then on December 2nd, we have Jupiter going into Capricorn after it has spent a year in Sagittarius. So what will that look like? Because I Jupiter, isn't that the good luck planet? Jupiter's the good luck planet and it's ruled by Sagittarius. As it moves into Capricorn, we are going to be seeing a shift in energy. Uh, Capricorn's a little bit more restrictive. I mean, it, it, we talk about careers, what you want to do. It's sort of like father time. It's ruled by Saturn. Saturn's actually occupying Capricorn right now. So they'll meet each other at some point. But um, having Jupiter move into the, the 10th house, it's going to highlight your career um, it's going to highlight uh, your definition of what a career could be. It's going to give you more opportunity to, uh, to to maybe explore that a little bit more. It's also about how other people see you. It's about your rep- it's about your reputation. Um, you know, it, you could make a big stride forward by um, by having yourself be seen. It's a it's definitely whenever Jupiter moves into any sign. It takes 12 years to get around the sun and spends a year in each sign. It's like having the Midas touch in that area. So in your personal chart, wherever Sagittarius is, it'll illuminate that house. But in general, it does rule the 10th house. And that's why the career-based things start coming to head. So I could talk about overlapping signs, but I won't. It's a little bit more intricate. But in general, any, any kind of energy that you throw at what you want to do to make money will definitely pay off in the end. 
So basically you're saying turn Netflix off and get outside. And we all love a good Netflix day. Unfortunately, things don't just necessarily come. There has to be some kind of action involved. So, you know, just showing up and being you is all you really need to do. Okay. And then can you talk about the big eclipse energy? Yes. So this is the most exciting part of the rest of 2019. We had the eclipses this summer. I think that's the last time that I talked to you guys and everything was pretty heavy and we we're getting ready to go into a Mercury retrograde. So it's funny how I'm returning before a retrograde. So December 26th is going to be an eclipse that talks to the eclipses from the summer and also in in January. So all of that energy from the Cancer Capricorn eclipses that have happened over the past year are going to kind of show up around this time. That's not that's not a negative thing. What that means is is that there are special messages with each eclipse. Sometimes when we don't want to make changes, the eclipses sort of shake us a little bit so that way we can see where the changes need to be made. But also if you've been honoring your authentic self, they highlight the rewards that, you know, the gifts that are coming to you. So it's it's all it's always about, you know, karmic rewards for being authentic. So when we talk about the eclipse on December 26th, um, it is going to be in Capricorn. It's at four degrees. And so we're talking about the 10th house again. It is going to be conjunct Uranus. I mean, pardon me, it's going to be conjunct Jupiter. So this is going to be a really auspicious time to, if you're thinking about starting a blog, if you're thinking about getting your name out there, if you're thinking about taking a risk, that has to do with how people see you or your career, it's a great time to utilize that energy. As you know, new moons are new beginnings. And when it's, when it's a solar eclipse, it's just a new moon, but a thousand times stronger. So think about right after Christmas, the holidays are over. It's this huge gift from the universe saying, you know, this year was really tough, but here's all this great energy to move forward into 2020 with. So it really is go time. Oh yeah, it is. It's it, it, but you know it, it's go time when you when you are if you are open to it, then you're open to it. You know, trying to force someone who's not quite there is it, it has resistance. I guess it's all within you whether whether or not you want to move forward. If you can, it's there and it's there for you. It's gonna be a beautiful 2020. I mean, I've been looking ahead at at what's gonna happen in the first three months, and for for the people that really want to take that risk. There is going to be there is going to be some gifts and rewards. That works perfectly with New Year's resolution time and making a new start. Isn't it funny how that always sort of blends dovetails together? Yeah. You know, if you look back in history on stuff that's happened in your life and you start to compare it to astrology, it's kind of uncanny how everything sort of lines up. Also, this particular eclipse, like all eclipses, go back to 19 years ago. So if you're you want to look back to what was going on in December of of 2000 to see what the undercurrent of what was going on then, you'd be surprised. It'll oftentimes be connected to what's going on now. Obviously, the planets are in different places in the sky. It's just the moon that's in the same place. So the undertone will be the same. You won't have the same events that you had 20 years ago, just sort of be the same theme. You know, I did that the last time you were on the show, and I was thinking, what was going on in 2000? And for both my husband and me, it was big career stuff like really big stuff. He got promoted to detective and I got selected for this really big committee and and was able to work on a textbook. Does that, and we, our planet stuff is totally different if you look at our charts. 
And yet for both of us, it was career stuff. Do you think this eclipse is going to be career related for everyone? Can you make a general statement like that? Oh, no, not at all. The, the, okay. the, eclipse, the eclipses are definitely personal and depending on what, what sign it falls in, in in your own birth chart. When we start talking about in general, when we generalize astrology to sort of address a larger group, then you want to look at the sign that it falls in. If you know, it falls in Capricorn, Capricorn rules the 10th house in general. But say, for instance, for me, Capricorn rules my 7th house. So what is that going to look like in the 7th house? So 7th house is relationships. If it were in the eighth house, it would be your idea of combining with another, other people's money. So each house has its own special meaning. And in your birth chart, that's when it kind of gets personalized. Um, when you want to look at the flavor of a moon, you know, cancer rules the moon, cancer Capricorn axis. So it's about maybe making commitments. Uh, Capricorn is definitely a sign of solid foundations and, and sort of committal saying yes to things, writing them down, father time, that kind of stuff. Having a, having a moon there for you, probably in your personal chart without seeing it, you, you probably have it near your midhaven, which is your career access point. And that wouldn't surprise me. Got it. Okay. So, and I, and I just want to say before we get into some of the other stuff in December, to take advantage of this eclipse energy, I really think people should write down at least three to five goals that they want to manifest short-term and long-term. And I think you should display them prominently. Like I like to put mine on my bathroom mirror because I know I'll see it in the morning and in the evening. So I wake up with it and I go to bed with it in my mind. It's a good time to anyone who works with prayer beads, whether it's rosaries or, or the, oh my gosh, what are the Buddha beads called? Mala. Malas. Thank you. You can, you can take your goals and you can turn them into affirmations and just say them on every single bead. Because I just think the, the repetition of putting that out into the universe, especially during that energetic heightened time you're describing, Jen, is so important to really imprint it onto your subconscious of this is happening. This is what we're manifesting. This is what my life is going to look like in 2020. I agree. And also being able to, I, I work with intention work with people here in Maine and one of the things that I stress is that in order to call something to you, you have to act as if it's already happened. If it aligns with your purpose, you, you, will, you will call it in so much faster. And the only way to do it, like you said, is to write it down, to think about it, to see it, to feel it. And utilizing the new moon solar eclipse energy is, is almost like a time portal. I mean, the the, the, it's, it's amplifying your desires to a point where you will be heard if you ask. I, I like that, that reminder to take action. So what that would look like if, if you want to finally start that book, maybe get yourself this holiday season a really nice computer or a really great pen that you can't wait to write with. Or if you're going to, you know, 2020 is the year you're going to lose those final 10 pounds, maybe invest in you know, a, a little workout equipment or a trainer or get a workout buddy, but to take those action steps, if you're looking to release a relationship, write that letter to the ex. You don't have to mail it, but just like Jen is saying, put action along with the words and the pictures that you're imprinting onto your subconscious mind. And, and that'll really help remind us that not only are we going to manifest this, but we are worthy of manifesting this. It's all, you know, it, exactly like you're saying, it's all about 
Um, it's all about yourself and investing in yourself. Yes. You really need to invest in yourself in order to see the returns in other places. Yes. It's like I always say, when you invest in you, the universe invests in you. I love that saying. But you have to invest in yourself first. So what else do we have to look forward to in December? So, the, well, the, the, the last thing, I, I really want to talk about the eclipse in January because we have all that good energy right around Christmas. And with all the self-work that, that we've, the energy that we've been presented with, um, there is going to be a lunar eclipse on January 10th. This lunar eclipse is enormous. And when I say enormous, I mean it is like the best gift from the universe that one shall receive, especially in the beginning of 2020. I've been looking forward to this eclipse in January for probably two years. Not only are we going to have the eclipse in Cancer, uh, it is also going to be conjunct two heavyweight planetary bodies, which is Saturn and Pluto. And Saturn and Pluto are about karmic relations and clearing the decks and being authentic. So if you can imagine the opposition of that happening at the same time, it's sort of like being able to step to the other side and, and, not, and not being able to carry the weight of what you are no longer, if that makes any sense. Saturn and Pluto are going to meet each other uh, exactly on the 12th of January. So they are, they are talking to each other. They're very close to each other at, on the 10th when the, um, when the lunar eclipse happens. And so it's all about authenticity. So when we, talk, when, we, when we kind of string together where we are now to where we'll be in January, right now through the end of the year, it is really about identifying and being your authentic self. And the rewards that happen when we come into January will be great and vast especially if we honor that. Anything that no longer serves you during that time will kind of dissipate and kind of evaporate into the air. It being too, anything that's too heavy for you to carry will, will no longer be your baggage. This planetary activity happens once every 30 years. And so to happen in Capricorn, I mean, if you were to look at, look at it on a worldview, I mean, there are a lot of systems that are changing. Things that maybe weren't built in an authentic way will start to see disappear. I know I don't have to get into too much detail about what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying that we're seeing a lot of change in the world today, and we're really starting to come into a more authentic point of view of taking care of each other and higher vibrational things. Um, I think that when we look into the next year and use the rest of this year as investing in ourselves, the rewards are going to be enormous when we go into this uh, validates so much that's been coming through intuitively, but also goes back to what we said earlier when we were talking about people feeling like they're in this time of culmination, that things are really, it's this last dustpan and broom, clean up the residual stuff to get ready to move forward. And from what you're saying, between now and the end of the year, we're really putting some old stuff to rest and so that we can you know, say namaste, thank you, but it's time to move forward now. And we're being nudged not only personally on an intrinsic level, but also karmically and through this, these astrological patterns that are coming. Absolutely. And, you know, astrology holds space for us to be in the present. I mean, it's always important to evaluate your past to see how you even got to this place or maybe to recognize patterns. But really the magic is when you're in the present or, you know, as they say, the gift is in the present. So, 
when we when we're able to sort of be present with ourselves the the planetary activity is allowing for all of that stuff to come in i love this this is so hopeful thank you well you know i love astrology and astrology there's always energy and you can really use the energy in any way you choose there's never any bad astrology because we all have to learn and grow it's just how it is when when a seed starts it rips open before the plant even grows so there is, you know, th there's always going to be some kind of uh, thought or, you know, something you have to work through. But, you know, like the lotus, a lotus grows in mud. Well, I'm glad you said that you've been looking forward to this energy for the last two years, because I feel like the last two years have been kind of all work and no play for, for so many people I've been talking to with readings. It's like everyone's getting through the big stuff, you know? They're yeah. releasing old crap with relationships, with job stuff, with their own self-image and self-worth. And from what you were saying, that kind of is in alignment with what's going on astrologically. And I hope I heard you right, because it kind of sounded like all that stuff we've been carrying is going to magically disappear as we enter mm -hmm. 2020. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the only way that things mag magically disappear is if we're willing to look at them. Uh, the, the energy is there to make long strides into moving forward. And I can relate with my clients. A lot of this year or the last two years have really been about um, looking back at karmic patterns. Why do I keep hitting the same wall? Whether it's with relationships, whether it's with self-worth, whether it's with how, how, I, how I'm seen at work. You know, there's so many different ways you can sort of distort it, but it has to do with breaking old patterns the way, the way that you attract things into your life, um, what you even want to call into your life and the true meaning behind it. Because a lot of times when we start doing the soul work, that even changes and then becomes in alignment with our purpose. These last two years have been really sort of heavy, but they've been heavy in a way where when you come out the other side, just like every day, you're a different person than you were five minutes ago. But it wow. also allows us to let go. To, to truly finally let go of the old stuff. Yeah, and to, to, I think to free it up for, for, for all the new. Right, and it mirrors the fact that, you know, there's just no room left for anything that isn't real or true or genuine or aligns with us as individuals, with our soul work. And everything, the way you describe astrology and your relationship with astrology is similar to the way Samantha and I talk about intu intuitive work or mediumship work it's always subject, well, the intuitive work, it's subject to change in free will. And what you choose to do with those energies or choose to do with those messages is a direction, is one potential path you can take. You can ignore it, you can jump on the path, you can tweak it your way, but unless you make the initiative to, to use those energies, it, you're just going to stay stuck on that loop tape. Absolutely. And you know, and you always have to know the universe supports you as long as you're in your authenticity. So, there is never a wrong move, ever. Well, and hopefully that'll give people the confidence and courage they need to get out there with these remaining months and say yes to all these opportunities and connections that are coming our way. I you agree. can't go wrong, people. Can't go wrong. It's time to shed <laughs> our introvert shell and move out of that comfort zone. <laughs> the holidays. Well, thank you so much. This has been super informative and helpful. Tell people how they can hear more about you and connect with you. Sure. Um, well, you can always find me on my website, which is thankgoddess.org. 
uh, and also Facebook and Instagram at ThankGoddess uh, underscore. You can always find me on online. I, I do a little chat group called Moon Lodge, which you can find on Facebook as well. I'm going to be away at a retreat this weekend. I'm getting really excited. We're, we're celebrating Samhain this weekend with a group of ladies. So hopefully we'll have more retreats up our sleeve as, as 2020 progresses. Okay. And I have recommended Jen for so, and I've gifted some people with some online readings. If you're hesitant about doing distance work, you'll get the same authentic energy that you're hearing from Jen right now. She does a beautiful report. She work, walks you through it. And I was wondering earlier when you said that you do intention work, is that something you offer remotely as well? I do. I help people work through the moon so they can learn how to manifest with the moon cycles. So we, we meet over Zoom. A lot of, all of my distance work is done online so we can see each other. And I really, I really enjoy seeing the faces of the people that I'm working with. Um, and it's really great because we can connect. Uh, you know, I have clients from Australia. I have clients from Canada, all over the place. It's just a, a difference of time. Which feeds so your awesome. Sagittarius soul as well. It totally does. <laughs> Wanderlust. You know, you know what the weather's like in Sydney's really soul fulfilling, honestly. It is. I get that. Makes perfect sense. I know, right? <laughs> well, we wish both of you Sagittarians a very early happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Denise, I know I'll I'll connect with you before then, but Jen, in case I don't, I hope you have a wonderful birthday. And Thanks. we look forward to having you back on our show to talk about some of the other influences coming up in uh, spring of 2020. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. you as well. Thanks, Jen. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. If you want to share this show with a friend, we would really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us because it helps other people to find us. And if you want to submit a question or a story for one of our upcoming community connections, please send us an email at enlightenedempaths@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can go on our Facebook page, Enlightened Empaths, and we look forward to connecting with you all that way. As always, please remember to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care. <laughs>